For the last couple of years, I've been working with people on presentations using a model I've created called the seven P's of presenting. And I thought it would be good over the next two podcasts to actually share those with you. So in this episode, it's going to be the first four of those seven P's. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome, everybody. This is actually episode 74 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. We're homing in on the big 100. My goodness, that would be fantastic. Sometime, I think, early next year, if we continue to do one a week, which we are going to do. So, My name is Trevor Lee. I'm here every week to share with you tips and ideas that will help you transform your sales, help you deliver awesome presentations and help you win more sales pitches. So on this week's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the seven P's of presenting. Now, this is a model that I created about two, two years ago now, I think it is. And it really works because that's, well, that's what people tell me who use it. So I thought maybe we haven't really covered it off in the podcast before. We've mentioned bits of it, but I thought maybe, yeah, hey, why not? Let's uh, let's put this together. And it coincides with the fact that I've launched uh, Deliver Awesome Presentations as an online course now as well. You can find it in the links to the show notes here and you go through to a site called the Thinkific site, which I've launched the, the uh, course on. The course really is designed to help if you've got a really key presentation coming up in the next six to eight weeks. So it's interactive. We've got live video links on it. And basically, you will be able to walk through the seven P's of presenting in a podcast format, in a video format, in a note format. So what I'm going to touch on in, the, in this podcast is to give you a flavor for those seven P's. But if you want the real intensive stuff, then then go on the, uh, you know, find the online course. And part of the online course is you get three live one-to-one sessions with me as well, which I expect will take about an hour. We can do those over Zoom. If you're anywhere close to me, then I can always necessarily think about coming to see you as well. But um, you will get lots of chances. So the way it's going to work is I'll get you to f- do the course, or you'll do the course at your leisure. But hopefully, you'll get, if you've got a six- or eight-week window to your key presentation, you'll want to get on with it. And then create from that your presentation. Then in the first live to one session, we'll share screens, we'll go through your presentation, give you some feedback, you'll go away, tweak the presentation, then you'll come back and I'll get you to deliver it live on the video link, deliver the presentation to me and we'll talk about how you do that and we'll get a webcam fixed up at your end somehow and and that will be the way it is. And then the third one will be you go away, you deliver your presentation and uh, come back and let's talk about what went on and what you want to do differently, if anything, next time. So that's the that's the plan. So let me crack on there with the seven P's of presenting part one, which will be first four P's of the seven P's. So the first of the seven P's is purpose. And purpose is really about asking yourself these questions. Why are you presenting? What are you hoping to achieve? What do you want the outcome to be? And what do you want the audience to do next? Every presentation or pitch, you need to have a predetermined purpose. Otherwise, how do you know if you've been successful? So, you know, don't start your presentation planning and preparation by firing up the PowerPoint. Instead, you know, I use a flip chart. Remember those? (laughs) Old-fashioned technology, maybe. But just get yourself something, a large piece of paper, a flip chart, anything you like. You can use your screen if you like. 
But in the center of that, just write down that purpose of your presentation. And then everything you do to build the presentation stems out from there. And this is a really good way of being a ruthless editor because most presentations have too much information. So if you've got your purpose structured and you've worked out what it is, then every time you think you need to add a bit of content to your presentation, just simply ask yourself the question, does it fit the purpose or am I just putting it in there because I think I want to? And frankly, if it doesn't fit the purpose, you need to leave it out. It's a great way of making sure your presentation is just right narrowed on exactly what it is that you need to deliver. And that leads us neatly into the number two, which is people. Because very often when people are putting presentations together, they think about themselves rather than their audience. And that's why you see presenters who do presentations which contain virtually everything, you know, the kitchen sink effect, where they just want to list and tell you all about everything, their products and services, the lot. And most of that is often irrelevant to the audience. So your audience could be one person, it could be loads of people at a business event. But just think about, if you were a member of the audience, what would you want from your presentation? And that's, the, that's the, what we have to do. You have to put yourselves in the shoes of your audience. And that's where it goes wrong, because people put themselves in their own shoes, and they think, oh, yeah, I'd like to tell them about this and I'd like to tell them about that. It's almost as though people see a presentation as a way of giving themselves the confidence to think, yeah, I do know about this and I do know about that. It's not what works, really. What really works is thinking about your audience and helping them get something from the presentation. So the big question to ask is, what is your audience expecting from the presentation? What do they want to take away? What will be of benefit to them? So don't bang on about all the great things that you do. Think about your audience and what they want to hear. So that's a really important thing to do. So that's that's number two of the seven Ps is people. So we've got purpose. We've worked out what it is that we want to do with our presentation. We've got people. We've thought about our audience and what they want from our presentation. So that's uh, number one and two. Let's move on in a minute to number three. Okay, number three is preparation. Preparation is all about the logistics of your presentation. And there's quite a few things. And I will put on my website, Trevely Media, where you can download these podcasts, a list, a checklist. I'll, there is a checklist that goes with this. And I will dig it out and I will put it on the website for preparation. Because it's, it is really, literally, preparation is all about going through the list, ticking the boxes and say, yeah, I've done that, I've done this. And preparation is vital because if you're speaking at a venue, for example, that you're not familiar with, then just trying to, you know, going along and checking out if you can or at least speaking to the organisers and finding out what sort of kit they use will make a huge difference. I've been to so many presentations where clearly, you know, people have just not done their preparation very well. And they've turned up and then they realize that, you know, it's a struggle to link up to the screen. Or usually what happens is the screen they use is far too small. And therefore their slides, no one can read them. Or the audio, they've got a video, but they haven't checked the audio. And the audio doesn't work and there's lots of fiddling around. Or they, they're using the organizer's clicker and that doesn't work either. Uh, you know, so uh, and these things... You know, every time something like that happens, it just makes it worse for you as the presenter because you suddenly find yourself focusing on trying to get things to work rather than delivering your presentation. 
And that's not good for you. It's not good for the audience. The best presenters, you know, they do their homework. They check things out. They find out exactly what it is. If I'm doing a presentation at any sort of event, I try, number one priority is to go and recce the, the you know, the, the, the location. Now, if I can't do that because it's just not practical to do that, then at least I get in touch with them, explain, you know, what I need to know, what equipment they're going to be using and that sort of thing. I try and minimize personally the amount of kit I have to use that belongs to somebody else. So I tend to run my presentations off an iPad. I've got a, a Bluetooth clicker that I click into the iPad and I link to the um, a cable, link to the, uh, usually to the, to the screen, to the projector screen that the event have. Because uh, I have got my own projector and screen if I absolutely need it, but usually you don't, that's not needed. But just just plug in into their system. So just make sure you've got all the connectors. So a little a little checklist for you. I mean, I won't go into great detail on the podcast, but you know, you again, you'll get the checklist on the website with the show notes. But so some of the things you need to think about when you're doing your preparation for your presentation, and this is all about the logistics. This is not about putting the presentation together. That that comes up in a second in, under under from P. So venue, check that the venue. You know what's it going to be like, and clearly the seating even. You know, the number of times I've gone and, you know, to do it's like a workshop presentation or something like that. And I've got there and I thought, oh, the seating's not very good. I need to change it. Because personally, if I'm doing a workshop type presentation, then I need some space between me and the audience to move around in. So I always get there and, if and very often, you know, you know, no disrespect to the event organizers, but they're not the presenters. So they kind of set the seats up and don't really think often about where you want to be. So that, you know, I often get, you've got to get there early and then you've got time to move the seats around and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes if, you, if they're using a microphone, for example, then they might not have the microphones that you want. The ideal microphone is a, a wireless lapel microphone. Clips on you, there's a little box in your pocket and that's all you need to worry about. If it's a wired microphone, which is one you have to carry around and there's a wire everywhere, you know, most events got good microphone systems. The worst ones for me would be a fixed microphone position where it's like a behind a lectern or something like that. So, you know, again, check that out, because if that's what you're faced with, then you need to know that. And the danger is that you'll think, well, in that case, I'll go without the microphone. But you've, you've got to really be confident that you've got a strong voice if you're going without the microphone, because the last thing you want is you start off your presentation and someone goes, speak up, speak up. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So check all that out. The screen size is really important because, come on, everybody, listen up. You know, most of you, let's face it, are frankly going to put too many words on your slides, aren't you? <laughs> and that we'll talk about that in next week's episode in part two of the seven Ps. But you're going to put too many words on your slide. You're going to get to the venue. The screen is much smaller than you thought. No one's going to be able to read the words. And you don't want them to read the words anyway. You know, words are a prompt. They're not a script, you know. So let's bang that message home now as well. So check that out as well. And then probably the most important thing you can do in, per in terms of your preparation is how much time have you got to present? This is really, really important because most people, they don't give enough time to their presentation. They think 10 minutes, that's okay, and they create a presentation that's going to last 20. So the rule of thumb, remember, I've mentioned this in other podcasts, if you've got, let's say, 20 minutes to do your presentation, make sure you practice delivering in 16. But it is important you know how much time you've got. And if they say, well, take as long as you like, you know, well, I, in that case, I would always tell them, and I say, in that case, my presentation will be 15 minutes, or whatever you want it to be. 
Just take as long as you like, you know, who know, you know, the audience need to know, you need to know. So, you know, check that out. And finally, final top tips on preparation is find out who else is presenting. If you're at an event, you know, are there going to be several presenters? And my top tip there is if that is the case, then try and get yourself on first. Now you think, wow, why go on first? You know, will anybody remember me at the end? Well, the fact is that if you go on first, you set the pace for everybody else. And secondly, is that you're not going to be faced with a situation where all the previous presenters have overrun and you've got no time left and you're having to race through it. And the organisers are going, oh, I'm really sorry, Trevor, but I'm afraid we've only got eight minutes now for your 15 minute slot because everybody else has overrun on time. Well, that's great, isn't it? So I would always get on first Final two things to check when you're doing your preparation. Are you presenting on your own or is somebody else or maybe part of your team presenting? It's hard work presenting with more than one of you. You really need to nail down what you're going to do, who's going to do what, and make sure everybody practices together so you get the timing right. It's not easy. I'll probably talk about that in more detail in a separate podcast, I think. And finally, introductions. Uh, I always think get someone to introduce you because that doesn't ease into your time. It, does, it gives you one less thing to worry about. But write the introduction for them. Otherwise, you never know what they might say about you. So that's number three. That's preparation. So coming up now, number four, planning. So planning. So you've decided the, pre- the purpose of your presentation. You know what the audience are expected and you've done all the logistics, you've sorted that out. So presentation is like a great story. There are three key parts to it. When I explain this to you, you're going to say, well, I know that, it's obvious, but most presenters don't follow the pattern. A good story, beginning, middle, and an end. And that's how a presentation be. And I would say, you know, I'd call them the start, the key messages, and your your summary or your finish. You've probably come across the three tell-thems, I'm sure. If you Google presentation tips, you'll probably find the three tell-thems. Tell them what you're going to tell them, which is the start. Tell them, which is your core messages. And then tell them what you've told them, which is the finish bit. One of the traps that presenters fall into is that they spend far too much time. They get carried away with the key messages and therefore they run out of time for the summary at the end. So I think you really need to plan this out in three key parts and... My view is that the start needs 10 or 15% of your time. The middle bit is two-thirds, 70% of the time. And your ending is also 10 to 15% of the time. And what tends to happen is that a lot of presenters focus on that middle bit. And they don't really think about the beginning. They don't think about the end. But if you think about it, the, the beginning is where you've got to engage your audience. You've got to get off to a great start. Otherwise, your audience are going to be looking at their phones and thinking, what is, go- what is this guy, girl, this girl going on about? So you've got to get a great start. So really work hard on planning your beginning. And then also make sure you've got a really good finish. Most presenters forget about the finish. They just come to a halt, either because someone's tapping on their wrist, you know, saying you've run out of time, or they just simply haven't planned a finish to their presentation. And that's the last thing your audience hear of you, isn't it? It's your chance to say, right, come on, hire me in or buy the, you know, whatever it is your your final call to action is. So that summary is really, really important. So don't miss it. Don't miss out. Don't miss it out at all. You know, make sure it's really persuasive and that you get that in. And the other thing about the finish to your presentation is if there's a Q&A, my top tip is save back your final, final summary for after the Q&A. 
So if there's a Q&A and you've got five minutes for a Q&A or 10 minutes for Q&A, so right, before I do my final summing up, ladies and gentlemen, we have got time for a few questions. So has anybody got any uh, questions they'd like to ask me? And this is the point, I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, have some rhetorical questions up your sleeve. So if no one asks you a question, it all falls a bit flat. If there's a bit of a pause and no one's put their hand up to ask you a question, say, well, ladies and gentlemen, whilst you're thinking of, of questions to ask me, the question I'm often asked at this point in my presentation is... Yeah, ask yourself a question, but ask yourself a question that you want to share the answer with. So it's, if it's a key point of your presentation, share it. You know, it might be something along the lines of, well, one of the questions that most people ask me at this point is, what do I need to do to make this work in my business? So I would say to you, Mario, Mario, you know, you know this, you get where I'm going there. And when you're doing the key messages as well as part of your planning, try and stick to three. The power of three, it really does work. Stick to three key messages in that planning stage. It will make a difference. If you try and share 10 messages, well, I'm not going to take all those out, am I? I can't remember all of those. So make it three. Right. OK, so there we go. So this is the uh, this is the whistle-stop tour of the first part of the seven Ps of presenting. So purpose. Let's just remind ourselves of what we've said. So purpose why are you presenting? What are you hoping to achieve? What do you want the outcome to be? What do you want your audience to do next? It's really the heart of everything you do in your presentation starts with purpose. If you haven't got a purpose, how do you know you've been successful? Very often I go to pre- you know, watch all the presenters in action and they come to me and they'll say, oh, Trevor, how did I get on? What you-? And I say, well, how did you, you know, what was your purpose of your presentation? And they say, oh, uh, I don't really know. I haven't thought about that. So I said, well, okay. So how do you know you've been successful? You don't know what your purpose was. People, put yourself in their shoes, not yours. Think about your audience. What do they want? Be ruthless. Don't got to be a ruthless editor. Don't give them stuff they don't want, but you'd like to say. Okay? It's all about them. It's not about you. Preparation. Do all those logistical checks. It'll make a huge difference to you if you know what you're walking into you know, before you do your presentation. And planning. Good start. Key messages. Make it three. Ideally, no more. Really rousing finish. And remember that Q&A trick. Get the Q&A in before you do your final summary. Right, there we go. That's the, that's my summary. <laughs> uh, so that's the end uh, of, of this week's episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. So next week, which will be episode 75, we're going to do the final three Ps of presentation skills. Now, that will be PowerPoint. It will be performance, which is your delivery, and it will be practice. So those are the three Ps that will make up the seven Ps of presenting. Now, if you've got a presentation coming up and you need some help, then do just get in touch. Or maybe you think it would be good to run a, have a workshop to sharpen up the presentation skills of you and your team. And we can do those. We can do a half-day one, a full-day one, a two-day one. It depends on how much intensity you want and particularly how much practice you want people to have. I think it's worth investing in at least a day because that means we get lots of chance for everyone to practice. Programs are designed for about six people maximum, really, because otherwise people don't get enough time to practice. So anywhere between four and six people, that'll be great. And if you've got that key presentation coming up, then think about going on to Thinkific and looking up Deliver Awesome Presentations. The uh, link to that course will be in the show notes. And you can contact me anytime, 07785-390717 or email me, trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk and let's talk about helping you deliver some awesome presentations because you can really gain competitive advantage if you're good at presenting. A lot of people aren't, as you know, because you've seen other people present. 
So let's turn you into a fantastic presenter. Great stuff. Right, okay. That's the end of this week's episode. I'll see you next week for the next three or the final three Ps of the seven Ps of presenting. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.